<laughs> I heard woof. That was not one of my dogs. That was that was just Lori barking, not one of my dogs. <laughs> Mark bark. You yep. know, if you are if you are on a trail jogging and a strange dog runs up to you aggressively, you know what you're supposed to do, right? Rub their nose and poo. Bark. Yeah, you're supposed you're supposed to say that. You're supposed to say yeah. bark. Just say the word bark. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like bark, <gasps> and it most dogs that feels like a mother and you know like their mother barking at them and they'll just kind of look at you and back up it's crazy weird anyway oh enough about that mommy <laughs> well how about good boy wouldn't that be nice <laughs> wouldn't that sort of make them go like i am a good boy a good boy i'm not gonna eat yeah. your face yeah. <laughs> or your dog <laughs> my dog sadie who is uh is 16 and she is deaf um, she she lost her hearing a, a couple of years ago, um, or she might be like me and just have selective hearing. But in any case, she doesn't <laughs> listen. And it's so funny now because even just today, I, I took her for a walk, and there's this this one house where these two huge dogs just come barreling around the corner to the gate, and she she doesn't budge because she doesn't hear them, and they look so disappointed. <laughs> you can just <laughs> see their faces. They get to the gate and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna really. I'm gonna I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. Get you. Oh, you don't care. Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> so like they're burying their teeth and everything and salivating right. and finally right. they're like i can't do this yeah 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 i mean they they got me to flinch but i apparently i'm not that interesting <laughs> it's the, the dog the lack of dog response is like oh man <laughs> so hey did you guys know that anna's gonna really like this if she doesn't know do you know who's gonna be on the simpsons this weekend no no the weekend. It's been a lifelong dream of his to be on The Simpsons. Wow. That's great. I know. Now you get to draw a picture of him, Anna. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Exactly. All I have to do is draw someone with a black eye. <laughs> a bandage over his head. Right? I mean, bloody lip. Oh, wow. Yeah, Anna is a genius Simpsons character drawer. She can turn mm-hmm. anyone, including myself, into a Simpsons character, <laughs> and it's pretty awesomely fun. Yes, pretty amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> and you know how it all started, Claire? No, I don't. So when they were tearing down the building, basically, and making, you know, renovating, Anna drew on the walls right by Just her station. Fun. Just for fun, because uh-huh. they were going to tear them down anyway. They're going to knock it down. And yeah. somebody yeah. saw her artwork. So the big boss. You basically just tagged the wall and they, they were like, sweet, and then hired you to like do it for real. Mm-hmm. I was drawing Bart Simpson writing on the chalkboard, repeating the words, I will not write on the walls. <laughs> the big boss. He was like, wow, that's cool. Uh, he was like, I will give you this part of the wall. This should have the theme of our brand new rock format, Rock 98.9. So I'm like, hey, man, The Simpsons had so many rock stars, rock bands on uh, episodes for at least back then, I think it was 30 years. Maybe we do that. He's like, love it. <laughs> and the and the designer that flew in, she had all these pretty design plans, you know, that green that you see on our walls and everything. And she's like, yeah, we could give that a try. And she just, but she needed to know all the colors I was going to use and all that stuff. And it worked out. Mm-hmm. I think it worked out. It did. 
And then they changed yeah. format. So. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out there wasn't a lot of country stars on uh, on The Simpsons. A few, but not as many. Well, there, but there were the important ones like Dolly Parton, <laughs> who's yeah. on Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson, that was an awesome one. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then there was the the character that was kind of like a hybrid of of other characters. Uh, Lurleen was that her name? And and, <laughs> and Homer Homer became her manager, and and you yes. you got her up there. You had like the the car and the. It was just like oh my god, she put. I think it was Lurleen. Oh, it was so <laughs> yeah, it was Lurleen. Wonderful, you know. That's so maybe. And I remember her song. Aww. Your wife don't understand you, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, they, maybe Homer will become the weekend's manager. Right. Hey. <laughs> Speaking of Dolly Parton, he'd you have to she... have his face pummeled too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to look alike. Speaking of Dolly Parton, yeah. you know that she excused herself from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She did. Yeah. I love that about her. That you know, she was like, "Look, I don't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." And as soon as I put out a rock, you've inspired me to put out a rock and roll record. And once I, she, she used that word, rock and roll, <laughs> um, and and once I do that, then then you can consider me. But then I saw this report today that the rock, the Hall of Fame voters said, "You don't get to decide whether you're in or not. We decide." <gasps> oh wow! <laughs> That's funny. They're basically <laughs> just using her. <laughs> you know what? What I heard is they replaced her with Jolene. Right. <laughs> okay, Jolene's going to be in there then. We'll put Jolene in there. So, so did she? Is she trying to to back out from it because she doesn't think her stuff is rock and roll? Yeah, she doesn't think she she oh. she deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she's not a rock and roll artist, which is kind of true. I mean, she has had some pop success, but I don't know that she would. You know, cons- that's not really rock and roll. Pop is not rock and roll. At least it's not supposed to be. So um, I-, I think that's where she's coming from. Is she, you know, she's got plenty of accolades. It not- it's not like she doesn't know she's awesome. It's just that I think she thinks this is the one thing that is not, she shouldn't be in there. It'd be like putting her in the Baseball Hall of Fame, you know, um, in-, in her view. That's how I interpret it. I don't think she's yeah. dissing them. I think she's the opposite. I think she's yeah, trying humble. to help, yeah, help them, you know, keep it pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe she knows that maybe there are other rock and roll um, greats that should be in there or something. Yeah, she um, did say that. She did say she didn't want to split a vote. If oh. if, if somebody was going to use a vote on her, she'd rather they use it on somebody else. Yes, you're right, Anna. She did say that. Wow. She is awesome. Definitely awesome. She is. She mm-hmm. just gets better and better. Um, I know, right? And, <laughs> right. And she just made some comment about how her husband was, you know, she made some comment about like I think her husband might have preferred if she'd been a rock and roll star than a country star or that he's a rock (laughs) he's a rock fan and he'll be disappointed in her decision or something like that it was cute the way she said it Um, but yeah I know yeah she's 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 pretty great and I just you know I love that she does so much that people there's so much that she does that people know about and so much that that people don't know about and I just read this um 
you know, she's got this imagination library program that's been going on for years. She's been, she has been a real um, ambassador for literacy among children and working to provide millions at this point all over the world of free books for kids, just Mm -hmm. making sure that schools or families or whoever needs them can get just physical books so that kids can learn how to read at a young age. And I wish I could remember the exact quote, but I just saw some comment a couple of days ago. It basically came up about censorship and who should read what and and she was basically saying it, it's not my job to dictate what your what your children read I just want to make sure they read um, and and I'm paraphrasing so I'm not saying it right but it was it was just great it was so well put like she she does not wade into controversy but she still somehow gets her point across yeah, yeah. and you know why she did that because of no, her upbringing yes. and you know her dad was mm-hmm. illiterate that's right. That's right. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they did a Hallmark movie and featured that. Ah. It was about kind of about. Oh wow! Is it Dolly Land or Dollywood? And so mm-hmm. then the main character was wanting to write a children's book, and you know, in the end, she submitted it to Dolly's program. So yeah, I think people really want to make that aware, you know, because I mean, she does what she can to get the word out, but she's not arrogant about it. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, speaking of children's books, I have a a friend uh, in uh, in Seattle. She was my former neighbor who wrote a children's book. Star Hunt. And it is just, oh my God, it is skyrocketing. <laughs> she, <laughs> really? She is everywhere. Yeah, I'm so proud of her. This is just a, a mom with kids and she, you know... Uh, has a lot of she's an artist and does a lot of different things and had some time and had this story that she wanted to tell that was really personable personal for her about you know the loss of her mother and and explaining it to her children but it just came at a time during the pandemic when when people really needed to hear this message of of well it's about hugs really but about yeah. you know inclusion and and it's just it's so beautiful and um she was just like oh i think i'll write a book and then the next thing i know it's like I mean, I follow her on Instagram, and it's just, it is everywhere. It's everywhere. I'm so proud of her. I actually... What's it called? It's called Star Hug. And I actually Star took it to my grandkids. And you did? The two that could read, read it out loud, and both of them, when they were reading, pointed to the one page that I love so much, and it's a cluster of stars. There's one with a like a prosthetic leg there's one with a rainbow one with an eye patch you know when when claire talks about inclusion and there's just so much representation there and it's kind of that thing between the sky star and the sea star and Mm -hmm. my my 10 year old grandkids loved it loved it wonderful oh that's awesome yeah and it's it's a really beautiful book it's it's you know it's about thinking that about thinking that you're unique, that, that you that you're just one of a million people, and you don't really have anything unique to offer, and then realizing that you are completely unique, you know, and then and then it's about a lot of things, but that's the mm-hmm. one of the things I took away from it, you know, yeah. Um, and then the sea star and the spoiler alert, the the sky star meet and hug, and it's just it's really beautiful. And yeah. when when <laughs> you think about it, it came at a time when we weren't hugging, right? Yeah. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no. but yeah, she, it's a beautiful she, book. The the pictures are fabulous. She, I, I, what's impressive about her, I feel like, is that she sort of leveraged like her own ability 
and the, a handful of people that she knew, right? She was not afraid to go, okay, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone mm-hmm. who is the book buyer for Nordstrom's. And she wasn't right. able, she wasn't afraid to trigger that relationship and, and just ask. It didn't hurt to ask, right? Yeah. Suddenly nice. Nordstrom bought the book and then they made this display and then somebody saw the display in Seattle and then the international district, somebody did a mural of the book mm-hmm. and put the book there. And then she started getting interviews oh. and it's like, she just... You know, and part of it is she's got a, a nice personality and she's outgoing, but not super outgoing. You know, I mean, there when I first met her, there was definitely a, um, I don't know, shyness or, or whatever to her. But I just so admire that she was able to um, she was so passionate about this book that she was able to sit down and go, OK, who do I know who could help me? Right. And and trigger that. And, you know, I'm a perfect example. I. I could probably do the same thing, but I don't, right? I get stagnated on things, and I'm, I just so admire her for, for doing it, you know, and raising her family and her dogs and her husband and all that mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, so many people are going to do this, are going to write a book, and she did it, and like yes. you say, she reached out, she took the risk, and, you know, I we've lived in this world of languishing, where everything we hope for gets pulled out from under us for the last two years, and so, so when we see people that go that extra mile, that take a risk, even though it could be a big fat no, it's just, to me, so amazing, Mm-hmm. You know, um, because as a coach, you know, people come to me so that I can help them get to that next. And often people think they want to get to the next. But when push comes to shove, you know, a lot of times they let their fears get in the way. And so that's what I did love about your friend, because uh, Claire sent her to me and we did a little public affairs show on it. We can put that in the show notes and where she gets to tell the story of her story. And mm-hmm. I just loved it when she said it was Nordstrom's. I'm like, you are one brave chick. Brave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had me at inclusion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a, so many people who don't feel included. Right. Something that I know so many, including myself, fear is rejection. And so we don't go out there mm-hmm. and do that. So even the backstory is like, oh, my God. <laughs> Susie Wong, right? Did I say her name right? Yeah, Cindy Wong. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cindy Wong. Cindy Wong. <laughs> it's funny. I okay. lived next door to her for two years and I never I never knew her last name. I, I have this uh, this. um tendency like when I meet people and I like I got her phone number right away because she was my next door neighbor like I'll just give them like the last name of how I know them so to me she's Cindy neighbor right like (laughs) that's her last name in my phone is is Cindy neighbor and uh you know she texted me and we called we talked about the book and then she sent me an email and I'm like who's Cindy Wong oh that's Cindy neighbor okay (laughs) so my Lori warm or (laughs) you're you're Lori coach you're Lori coach (laughs) Lori Coach. <laughs> Which is funny because you're actually Coach Lori, but in my phone you're Lori Coach. <laughs> That's funny. And Let's Anna, speak. Anna, you get one guess what you are in my phone. Anna Bobana. You got it. <laughs> I love it. So Claire, this last week, not last week, but the week before, we had a trainer come in from Australia, Wade Kingsley. Oh, I remember him. He came you, a few I years was, ago. I was telling the the seniors at the pool where I swim, but I river walk one day and this one older lady, Patty, she's like, Wade, Wade, 
I like that name, Wade. Is he really good looking? Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to tell her a story about this training. And she just cares about whether he's good looking or not. He did have a great <laughs> accent. He does, but yeah. He, he, oh, man, I, w- I could tell you so many stories that he told us. It just rocked my world. But the one thing that he had us do as a whole staff is take this test, which I think Anna sent you, the four tendencies. Yes. And they are the upholder, the obliger, the questioner, and the rebel. And, you know, I think I was dreaming a little. I thought maybe I was the rebel. What did you guys think I was? I thought you would be the upholder. Anna? And I thought you would be the obliger. Oh, interesting. And what did you end up being? Claire, the upholder. And I was ticked. <laughs> Even <laughs> though I think it's a good what did thing. you want to be? You want to be a rebel? <laughs> I, you know, I think it's just because I am an I am an upholder. And like, you know, when COVID hit, mm-hmm. there was nobody here. And so I did everything in the afternoons. If we went off the air, I put us on the air. You know, I did all those things that nobody would even notice. But mm-hmm. I just did them because that's my tendency. And so, right. yeah, I, I w- mm. I'm an upholder. And, um, I, I, you know, I, it's funny. I told my sister, I said, yeah, we did the Reuben Gretchen for tendencies. And she's like, oh, yeah, what are you? And I go, well, I wanted to be a rebel. She goes, you're an upholder. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> and she's the we rebel. All know it. <laughs> and she's the rebel. She is, and right. she's a fourth grade teacher. And she's the rebel. <laughs> and what did Cyan, our promotions gal, think you were? She never told me what she thought I was. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Did she tell you? Okay. Um, yes, there were like four people who thought the same thing and didn't get it right. Interesting. But what did you guys think it was? Of you? Mm-hmm. I thought you were the questioner. Oh, interesting. Uh, How about you? I actually thought you were the rebel. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why I thought that, but I there's just something you keep it's like you keep everything going. Like I think you 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 present as the upholder, but I feel like in your heart you're really the rebel. <laughs> but I guess that doesn't matter. I guess I guess it's the tendency. I guess it, it so you probably in the end are an upholder. I am. Interesting. Yeah. That I am an upholder as well. I can and, see but that. But a lot of more people thought that I was an obliger. There, oh, there were four no. people that um, at work that said definitely, not definitely, but they just yeah. thought obliger. And then I asked my daughter and she got it right. She was like, yeah, you're an upholder. Interesting. Um, but upholders and obligers are very closely connected because both want to um, please people. But the difference is the upholder is also about self-care and yeah. self-preservation. Yeah. Right. Well, While the obliger is like all about, they, they say something like, you can count on me. I will sacrifice my needs and my wants to meet your expectations. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And Right. Yeah. And then the upholder is the discipline is my freedom. Yeah. Right. Uh, kind of thing. The reason I thought you were a questioner is because, Anna, I cannot count on on my fingers and hands how many times you have said, well, let me ask you this, because you really are your problem solver. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, I thought, here I am a coach and I'm all about the question. I'm like, Anna always asks, well, let me ask you this. 
And then you, mm-hmm. because yeah, you want to make yeah. sure you understand where we're coming from. So that's why I right, kind of got right. that. But but I see you as an upholder because you do. It's almost like you're that string that pulls everything, all the, you know, all the categories of the radio station together to make it, yep. for what you do, to make it all work. And it's really funny that you said rebel, Claire, <laughs> because I thought I don't really feel that freedom to do something my own way which I would like to have, but don't always feel it. Yeah. Yeah. I, now I'm wondering what you are, Claire. but I, Claire, thought mm-hmm. that you were a questioner. Me? Lori, what did you think she was? You know, I, that's kind of what I was thinking of Claire was the questioner. Yeah, I thought of myself as an upholder, but mm. uh, I, I'm a questioner, and it, it makes so much more sense. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, I really am a questioner. Uh, Is that what you thought, paral- Anna? Yes, I okay. definitely thought yeah. I, a questioner. I definitely become paralyzed by indecision. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm definitely a questioner. I, I think I thought I was more forthright than, than, than being a questioner. You know, as a Leo, I'm like, I'm an upholder. I'm a Leo. But it... it even as a Leo, it makes more sense that I'm a questioner um, because I really, yeah. I always want to do the right thing and I need all the information before I can do the right thing. And sometimes it's at the detriment to myself. But what I think the thing about it I found the most interesting was the, um, and Lori, you'll pro- you're probably like nodding your head off so hard that it's going to ache, but um, that I don't ever, sometimes I won't do things for myself because other people tell me to do them, right? So like if if somebody oh. says you should you should go to the gym and work out, I'm like I'm not going to the gym and working out because you told me to, but then 6 months later I'm like, "Oh, I went to the gym and worked out and I felt great." Right? <laughs> so yeah. it's got to be my idea. Yeah. Um But and, on the other yeah. hand, should people always should us. And when people do that yeah. to me, I want to do the opposite, even though yes. I am an upholder. It's like, "Don't tell me you don't know what I should do." Right. Ooh, that's the rebel in you then. See? She, right. Mm-hmm. Lori should have been a rebel. A rebellious. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. They they say that, uh, like, if someone didn't make a deadline, uh, a questioner might refuse to meet a deadline because he thinks it doesn't make sense. A rebel might refuse to meet a deadline because she wants to show that you're not the boss of me. Mm. <laughs> but see, I would never miss a deadline. That's that's where I question my being a questioner is that I would I would never miss a deadline, right? Like even yeah, even yeah. if I disagreed with the deadline, I would always respect it. So that's the one place where I'm like, mm, I'm kind of more of a hybrid of a questioner and upholder, but they don't they don't it's not like uh, Myers-Briggs where they let you be doubled up, you know? But they right, do, right. you know, with the way they do the circles, they do overlap a little. So Yes, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the overlap makes a flower, so maybe it's a good thing that you overlap a little because it's pretty. Oh. <laughs> good for spring. <laughs> it was but fun, yeah. though. I, I liked her. I like her writing. I like the way she, she um, phrases things. Mm-hmm. I also have a very short attention span, and I like how it was all little bite-sized chunks. Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes, too, with um, these kind of tests... You can really kind of hone in and make it you rather than letting it, you know, using it to help you be better at what you do. Like people will will be like, well, that's the way I am. Like on sometimes on the Briar Migs or the, what's that? Briggs Myers. That one. And then there's one where you're (laughs) like, what, an owl or a, 
um, coyote or whatever. And so I get, I get <laughs> astrology. Yeah, I get, I get really upset when people are like, "Oh, well, I'm this," and it's like, but there's always room for growth. And so I reluctantly did this test because I was like, no, I'm not going to be categorized. But it did show me, you know what I mean? It kind of opened the door to see that, yeah, I am sort of that let's get it done type of person. And Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, the reason the whole reason why this whole quiz is to see why it's helpful to know what other people's tendencies are, because it's hard to grasp how differently other people see the world. When you see other people's perspectives, it it helps to understand why, from their point of view, their actions make sense. And a lot of times they don't (laughs) to other people. Yep. You know, uh, Wade told us some such great stories. And can I I tell the Jaws story? Do you you hear that story? So when the movie Jaws got accepted, we're going to make this a movie. It was supposed to be a horror movie. And so the producer, who was a new producer, he took all the money, and he put it into a mechanical shark. He said, let's make the biggest part of this budget the mechanical shark. So they worked on it. They built it. It was perfect. It was everything it needed to be to just eat people all day long because that's what the movie was going to be, a horror movie (laughs) of a shark eating people. So the day came, and they put the shark, they took it out of the pool, and they put it in the salt water, and it basically melted pieces were falling off the face and before you know it the smoke was coming out of the sharks every you know ears and mouth and this is the part i love the producer rather than be like and maybe he did have a moment of oh my god he said what would alfred hitchcock do (laughs) he asked a question and he didn't go to his people and go hey everybody what would you do He said, what would somebody that's like this amazing producer, thought person, what would they do? And so they went and hired a music company that made the music. And so you don't even see the shark until almost halfway through the movie. You see a fin, you hear the music, you see the boat underwater, you see legs dangling. Because they spent the whole budget on a shark that blew up. And, and probably that, ended up making a better movie because they made it right? suspenseful. Right. Wow. And also because he asked the question. They could have just trashed it and said, not going to happen. But he asked a question. And I love that because I'm all about the question as a coach. And it was, you know, the whole focus was on brainstorming. And sometimes with brainstorming, we try to bring together all the minds rather than going, hey, what would somebody, so he gave us an exercise, which I don't remember what it was, but we were supposed to ask, we were in pairs, ask the other person, what would Martin Sarkisi do? And <laughs> right. that's how we would come to our conclusion. But that story just, I just, I can't quit thinking about that story. <laughs> That's great. I love that because that everything you described became what the movie was. The music is probably the things people most remember about the movie right? more than the shark itself, right? Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah Wade, um, he, he's about, I, as I recall, he's about creativity and how to sort of harness, how to get creative people to think. I can't remember how to get creative people to think sort of more creatively or collaboratively. Yeah, to- I can't remember exactly. Get rid of the blocks. And um, Gretchen yeah. Rubin, I'm pretty sure, is a screenwriter. I know she writes 
I listen to her podcast. It's like the Happiness Project or something. She oh, she uh-huh. is in Hollywood, so he's probably even worked with her, or you know, they've helped each other. So I'm sure Got that's it. why he brought this to us. Oh. But mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know, I just I I loved asking the question and how so easy to throw up our hands and give up. But you know, to be like, okay, this didn't work. <laughs> now what? What do we do now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the mechanical shark has found a permanent home at Universal Studios, still scaring people on trams every day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is that the same one that melted? I don't know if it's the exact same one, but... Because he looks like he's full. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, yeah. he's just a big shark. Well, they probably did some modifications, you know. Right. Um, yeah. But, you know, at the same time as the questioner, you got to go... Really? They spent all that money and nobody bothered to like test to see if it would work in salt water? water. I know. (laughs) You got all these engineers and scientists. Right. (laughs) Maybe we should make sure it's created equal. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool that you even brought that up because yeah, where were the questioners? (laughs) It it seems that every team needs each of each kind of tendency. Uh, right to uh, to work with mm-hmm. to work well yeah 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 to make the world go round right and it, and it's easy to want everyone to be like us but when we understand why somebody is that way then we can give them more grace and we can actually go okay well this is how they can contribute then yeah mm-hmm. yeah so the four tendencies Gretchen Rubin take the quiz yeah. and so yeah you take the quick little quiz and it'll tell you what you are and you would- go. What? It's very, very quick. It's like a uh-huh. BuzzFeed quiz. It's super fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just eight questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the eighth question might have eight questions in it, too, but it's short still. Yeah. <laughs> it's no strength finders. Right. <laughs> I do love the strength finders, though. I love, that's Marcus Buckingham, right? I think so. I got really into him a few years ago. I, I really enjoyed his, I did his, I've never taken a course, but I did, I read his book and took a couple of those uh, tests too about putting your, putting your strengths to work. You know, it, it's, it, it, that hit me in a very interesting time in my life too, where I felt like I was being taken advantage of for my skills and ended up doing things that I didn't really want to be doing just because I was good at them. And his, his notion is just because you're good at something doesn't mean you enjoy it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, it's, 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 yeah, I really, he, I, he's another one, another, another Aussie, I think who I, you know, they're so smart, the Aussies. Yes. They um, are. Well, and that's where the should, <laughs> that's where that should comes in, Claire. Like people will be really good singers. And what do people say? You should, you should. Well, maybe they like to sing, but they're happy just singing at home or in the choir. Maybe they don't want to go make a career of it. And it's like, it's so easy for people to see something in a good way and be like, you should do like, like, you know, I, I can't stop crocheting. Oh my God. I taught my grandkids how to crochet at Christmas and I can't, then they want to make a hat. So I thought I better figure out, I've made like 40 hats. I gave them to my kid. He went and gave them to all the homeless people. It's like, I can't stop crocheting. And then my friend's like, you should get an Etsy store. You should make money. No, 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 I don't. Crocheting is not my thing, but you know, I just can't stop. I can, I can do it while I do other things and I can multitask. And that makes me happy. If, even if I have to give all the hats away. Anna got one. Claire, I, she gave me the one that had the purple and blues and greens that when she was in the process of making, I'm like, look at those colors. 
colors. They're so beautiful. <laughs> and then she finished it and gave it to me. And she put like this nice charm on there. It was so pretty. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm not worthy. Oh, you're so Are funny. you sure you don't want to sell this for like funny. 40 bucks? <laughs> I think it had a dragonfly on it. Oh. Yeah, it was a dragonfly charm. <laughs> Love that. It's beautiful. Yeah. In fact, uh, so, um, I think I was wearing one one day and the big boss, which I always think that's funny because he's young, like the age of my kids. He, he said, oh, I like your hat. And I was like, I could give him one. Would that be weird? I don't know. Would it be weird to give the big boss a hat? It just seems like, I don't know. Well, they kind of look like where's Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> Don't they look like that? Oh, is it a well, is it like red and white like Waldo's? Well, the one I was wearing that day, I think, was um, orange. But they they're kind of that, you know. They got the pom pom on the top, so it's kind of that Where's Waldo look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think the only way that that wouldn't be weird is if you gave them to several people. Like if you you could give him one and go. then make sure you give one to a couple of other people. Too. Yeah, like Scott, Claire. You think Scott would wear one? <laughs> He, you know what? I'll tell you what. He wouldn't wear it, but he would really appreciate it. He, Aww. he nice. is way more sentimental than people give him credit for. He is a, for all his stoicism and steely leadership, he is very sensitive. And I think he would love it if you gave him a hat. Even if he didn't wear it, he Aww. would be very pleased. Uh, I may That's ask him. cool. <laughs> and cool to know that about him. Yeah. But yeah, he's hard to read. He's hard to read. <laughs> he is hard to read on on purpose. <laughs> that's that's his, what I think. That's yes. Good. Yeah. He is. He's hard to read. Somebody once told me about him. This is the best advice. Uh this is I'm and I really like and respect him. So, somebody once said that his technique is that when he talks to you, he doesn't talk. And so you get so nervous that he's not talking that you just keep talking. And in the mm-hmm. end, you just tell him everything he wants to know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a like an interrogation <laughs> technique. Mm-hmm. And um, I was even being aware of that. I still just become a complete blabbermouth around him. I can't help myself. Um, just, <laughs> it's the eyes, you know, but uh, but he's been very... Uh, uh, has always been very, very kind to me. So, yeah. 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 I will say, you know, that we've got these different leaders than, well, you, he was here when you were here, but um, he's come in and brought people in to meet me. And, um, you know, the other big boss, he's, you know, come in to say hello. And, um, you know, I think they, they are trying hard knowing that, you know, um, we're probably, a little lonely here, even though it's a radio station. So I feel like they've really made some big efforts, and I'm grateful for that. Aren't aren't more people back now than, say, well, six months ago, or is it still pretty quiet? They started to come back, but then, you know, it happened. Omnicrom. Mm-hmm. And then everybody started working from home again. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just, there's not a lot of people here. Not a lot of crossover. People aren't staying past their shift, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll see Anna. She's here a couple days a week. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not, there started to be people and it was like, cool. And then all of a sudden, bam, everyone started working from home again. So, but we're, I mean, it, we're seeing, you know, there's concerts, things are happening now. Yeah. But you know what I almost think? And I could be wrong. Anna would know this better than me. It's like, we worked so hard to get everybody back here and then we had to send them home. And now I feel like it's just whatever, whatever you want. If you want to work from home, work from home, <laughs> you know? Right. So. I, I'm not sure. 
Well, I, I, um, I have a feeling it could be about it's some t- some days it just seems easier to just work at home and get a lot more things done at home mm-hmm. than uh, in the office. They do require us to be in the office a couple of days a week and, and on the same days together um, as much as we could. I think it's true that I can be a lot more productive at home just because when I do get to work, um, people really love to like really talk yeah. and, and they'll they'll have you for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I'm all for it, like, because I haven't been able to do that for a long time, you know, for, mm-hmm. for like a year and a half. And, and so I, I appreciate it. But I do find myself not getting as much done at the office as I do at home. But for technical reasons, I do get a lot done still at work, because my computer system is better than the laptop that I bring at home. It's still good, but it's much smoother to get things done. I, I know there's a, a couple of AEs that are, that are like, after a while, they're like, well, I got to go home because I'm just getting nothing done here Yeah, <laughs> in the office. Right. I, gotta, I just got to go. <laughs> and And I will say when Anna's here, there's always people stopping by to chat with her. Yeah, I bet. And I don't mind. I mean, if any of you guys are listening, I don't mind. I love you. But um, there have been times when, you know, where I'm trying to put out fires. It's like, I can't talk, but I'm going to be really nice to you. But I'm going to slowly turn myself around and look at my screen. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? the, the, the twist, the half twist international sign for I have to go back to work now. Yeah. Yeah. Or, right. or, or. Bring, bring. Oh, I think my phone is ringing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh you, you guys ever see that SNL skit with Kevin Hart? It was, I think it was last year. <laughs> and they're in a, a conference room. But he didn't want to be in the meeting because he was having sort of um, gut issues. <laughs> He's like, he'd be like, he'd just pick up his phone. Oh, hello? Nana, is that you? <laughs> and and they're they're like, oh come on. His name was Timothy as character. Come on, Timothy. We know you got to go to the bathroom. Just just go. <laughs> no no. My my my, my nana, nana just needs me and and she needs me. And she's they're like, uh, just, you know you don't have to make up a story. Just go to the bathroom. <laughs> and he's just he's just like insisting that it's not it's not the case. He's like, no, you know, I'm just going to hang up on Nana and just I'm going to join you in this meeting. <laughs> and then his condition is worsening and worsening. <laughs> and he's sweating. And they're like, come on, just go. And then sound effects. Oh, <laughs> he's just, right. And Cicely, uh, she's the one facilitating. She's like, um, did you S your peas? <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you this story, but it's just the best because somebody's just trying not to be in this meeting. <laughs> right. And uh, having to make up stories and just, it's my I guess maybe that's what we do. I yeah. don't know. Plus he's just, for, yeah, well, because we don't want to say what, yeah, it's a, even though everybody goes through it, you don't want to say what it is. But just Kevin Hart's just funny. He's just funny whatever Yeah, it's a really funny skit. So Google Kevin Hart SNL skit. Also, uh, conference room. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was <laughs> Nana. Nana. The, Zoe Kravitz was the host, and um, while she's hosting, oh, this last week, yeah, several yeah, other yeah. cat women showed up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> it was cute. Like who? Like well, Michelle Pfeiffer and stuff. The real cat women. Yeah, the real. Right. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. In the, right. Like the, they were in, like she was in, uh, is it Catherine Pfeiffer? She was in her uh, suit. And then another, you know, so they were all wearing the other cat women suits. <laughs> cat the regular women SNL suits. staff, yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> but Kevin Hart, was that like a year ago he was in that really bad accident? Or was that two, maybe that was two years ago? Time is. Oh, I didn't know he was in an accident. Kevin Hart, yeah, wasn't that him? He was in a terrible car accident. Sure, you're not thinking of Tracy? No, he was also in a terrible car okay. accident. Tracy was in yeah, a, I remember that guy. a truck hit yeah. his car. Yeah, Kevin Hart was, um, yeah, it was September 2019. Yeah, I heard his mm. back really bad. It was kind of not suspect. I mean, it was a horrible, he was driving, I think he was the passenger of, it, I think it was his car, but a friend was driving. He had a couple of friends. He was letting the, a friend drive the car, basically, and he ended up like flipping it and down a cliff or through a fence or like one of those like really bad California kind of like I can't believe you guys don't remember this like Mulholland Drive or maybe Malibu or one of those things and Mm. a terrible wreck he broke his back I think but and they didn't think he would be able to walk again but he did yeah it was like two something years ago yeah holy smokes well Mm -hmm. gosh no I didn't hear about that I sort of forgot about it because he he managed to bounce back so quickly or relatively quickly anyway you know Hmm. that that Um, could be why we didn't pay you know much attention to it because he was just fine like that kind of thing you know uh if he stayed um hospitalized that would have been like right right yeah yeah Tracy Tracy Morgan seemed to take a lot a lot longer I think Tracy Morgan had a head had yeah. a head injury as well. Um, Kevin Hart, for whatever reason, miraculously didn't, even though his back was broken, yeah. didn't have much of a head injury. But um, Tracy Morgan was a real miracle when he started performing again. I didn't think he'd mm-hmm. even be able to walk. Oof. Wow. You gotta love a good comeback story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. of course, it helps if you have millions of dollars and, you know. True. Un, un, <laughs> yeah. unlimited supply of medical care to, to do that with you but I think there's also a you know sense of um, self what's the word motivation or um, mm-hmm. determination yeah. you know determination. That a lot of mm-hmm. these guys have you mm-hmm. know yeah yeah, yeah. All right, girls, I got to start going. I have to half turn my chair toward my radio studio. <laughs> How dare you? Yes, yes. Oh, we're getting uh, a hint, well, Claire. We're getting a hint. Yeah. Can I just say, and, and, and not, not, to break, not to break the rule myself, but I, I think I'm glad that we just spent the last 45 minutes and didn't talk about Ukraine because I needed a break from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah, We're, our our thoughts and our hearts still go to them. Um, we really hope that the messages, any messages to Russia with the truth about what's going on uh, happens. Uh, God bless that journalist. Oh, no, 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 the, the TV station staffer who yeah. put up that sign behind, uh, uh, interrupting a newscast over there at the Russian State Channel to basically say what they're hearing are lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I really, I'm praying for that person because I don't know what will what will become of her in in Russia's prison system. Right. Um, and you know that we we have a sports star over there as well. Yeah, Brittany yeah. Griner is uh, stuck in prison. Yeah, they're actually oh, yeah. trying to keep that quiet the because player. they don't want to give it too much leverage. But I will say this because I know Claire's got to go. The Four Tendencies, the book, uh-huh. exact colors of the Ukraine. Just saying. <gasps> It is. You're oh, right. Whoa. Wow. 
on that. Well, note, that is crazy trippy. when the world does that. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow, universe! Wow! Wow! If you don't, if, yeah, if you don't believe in higher whatever, that's oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. something else <laughs> my blog right well what can we find you guys on the socials i am on twitter at claire beverly c-l-a-i-r-e-b-e-v-e-r-l-y and i'm coach Lori on facebook l-a-u-r-i-e and i'm anna d on twitter <laughs> add on <laughs> be sure this, i do this with all my favorite podcasts i always every time i go listen i give them a five-star rating if i like them so do that yay, yay. be like me <laughs> Yeah. We really all should be more like you. We would all be a lot better yeah. off. It'd be a better world. It really would. We need questioners. We definitely need questioners. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. that's true. We need upholders. We need you obligers. Mm-hmm. And we need you rebels. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need all of you. Yep. yep. All of it. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Therapy as always. This is Listen and Learn. Or... or- not. not. <laughs> Maybe not. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Bye, girls. Bye, Love you. Ladies. I gotta find you. There you are. Did you find me? You find you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>